This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I'm back at you with another Monday episode. If you're an OG, you know that we usually talk about the week in review as to how the Caps have done in this previous week, along with a little bit of league news and, you know, just kind of general bullshit in that sense. On Thursday, we have a great interview set up for you. We've got Neil Villapiano coming on. That's usually when we do interviews and maybe just like pontificate on other things. So, like I said, if you're new, thanks for joining. I hope you like it. If you're an OG, love you, mean it. Let's pop some tabs because there's a lot to talk about today. One, two, three. All right, let's let's just start it off with some some league news. The Ottawa Senators officially for sale. Uh, pretty interesting stuff there. Um, I'd heard it. it I mean, I, I'd saw some rumors that like Canadian Ryan Reynolds is is interested. I've I've heard some a lot of stuff. So it's interesting. We'll see who. Um, who ends up buying them? Uh, a lot of teams, I guess, that are near and dear to our hearts for sale. Uh, if you're a Caps fan, as the Commanders are also for sale. We'll see what <laughs> finally we'll see what happens with that. Quite frankly, I don't give a fuck as long as Dan Snyder is not the owner at the end of it. Um, <clears throat> but moving on, some pretty weird and kind of bad news. Honestly, really bad news. Mitchell Miller was signed signed an entry level contract with the Bruins. Um, dude is a total piece of shit by all accounts, really. Uh, he disabled a, uh, or he, he bullied a disabled black classmate named uh, Isaiah, Isaiah Meyer Crothers for years, like second grade through eighth grade. It really, it included like beating him up, <clears throat> calling him racist names like the N word and other racist names. Uh, making him lick a lollipop or a piece of hard candy that was rubbed into urinal. Uh, and I mean, this is again over many years. Uh, and I guess he would even like act like he was this kid's friend to make him do embarrassing stuff or, you know, take advantage of him, um, you know, in, in any way possible, which is really sad. Um, when Miller was going to be drafted, uh, he ended up falling, you know, obviously teams are going to do their due diligence on this. They're going to find that he actually was convicted in juvenile court. So like none of this stuff is up for speculation. Like this is, he, he copped to this stuff. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, it resulted in him falling three rounds in the draft. And eventually there is the Arizona coyotes. Um, yeah. That one, the one that's like starving for talent picked him up in like the fourth round and, um, but they eventually just found that it was not a good call. So they literally rescinded that pick uh, post draft. So they just like didn't get that fourth round pick, I guess, uh, which is going to be a really late round pick. But at the same time, I think they kind of floated that out, gave him a shot. And just even after that did not think he was worth it. Um, <clears throat> you know, a team that has all the motivation in the world to just pick up anyone who can help them at any point. And, you know, this guy's apparently pretty good. I mean, this year or last year, he set some USHL records um, and he was like the MVP of the league and the best defenseman. He, so he won those awards in juniors this last year. But 
he's playing in juniors because the University of North Dakota took away his scholarships, so he's not really playing at the top level that he could be for his age. Um, <clears throat> and he's really just kind of done the bare minimum to make up for his like shitty actions. So the it's really just a weird head scratching moment for Boston. Who's absolutely on a heater right now, why they would do this after that, like while they're playing insanely well. Um, I mean, do they think that their play right now is an anomaly? I, I mean, I think they're punching a little bit above their weight, but you know, they're still a pretty solid team. They've got guys who are playing with a purpose there. Um, <clears throat> obviously, as a hockey player only, like just being good at hockey, obviously this is a very attractive uh, prospect here. But, you know, I mean, I've read uh, today and yesterday that like Bergeron came out and said, you know, like his, that type of person is not really welcome in this locker room, which, uh, you know, he kind of towed the line and said, you know, if he comes into this locker room, like he better be like shaped up or we're just not going to have him which is incredible stuff to hear from the captain, Boston Bruins. Um, and then Bettman also put a stop to it, saying that he's not even eligible. This kid, uh, Mitchell Miller, isn't even eligible to play as an NHLer for these character reasons. <clears throat> so it just um, – I don't know if the Bruins, like, had to do this to, uh, like, get the process of his, I guess, rehabilitation um, or at least, like, his PR rehabilitation started, but uh, just an overall bad look for the organization, for the league, for hockey is for everyone for it's just a shit move, man. Uh, nobody should be talking to this kid. Uh, he really doesn't deserve so far, you know, uh, doesn't, I mean, I don't even know how you can make up for it to be honest. Like I was going to go like, Oh, well maybe he deserves another chance, but this dude did this for years. It's like psych psycho shit behavior. Um, <clears throat> not really sure. Uh, he should be in the NHL. Uh, in fact, I don't think he should be at all. So we'll see how it pans out. As of right now, it looks like the kid's never going to even get the chance at ordering a cup of coffee in the show, which is how it should be. Um, and again, it's not just the offense, but like he didn't like he apologized apparently a couple weeks ago to the victim um, over an Instagram DM. And he was like, oh, it's not hockey related. And then, what, a week later, he signs an uh, entry-level contract with the Bruins. Yeah, sounds like uh, – sounds made up, bud. <clears throat> so unreal. Weird stuff. Um, hopefully – I mean, the Bruins are getting, like, huge backlash for it. And the management team 100% deserves that. Um, I'm not sure the players or anything do. I think Bergeron did a really, like, uh, solid thing by saying, you know, <clears throat> obviously he has to be a little bit political. He can't come outright and come and say like management's fucked in the head, but he's at least, you know, made his opinions on the subject public, which is, you know, good. Um, <clears throat> and of course, Batman has said the kid's not going to play. So I have no idea what's going to go on with this. Uh, of course, I'll update you <laughs> as I know. Um, on to some lighter news, Colorado ended up sweeping the global series, you know, not to say that's a big surprise. They're playing Columbus who isn't having the best of seasons. Um, but good for them. Uh, it's, I'm sure the Finnish people really loved it. Let's move on to some injuries. Samsonov actually is a big injury this week. 
I uh, probably should not have drafted this dude in fantasy. He's out with a knee injury. Uh, I think it's he's been he's put on the IR list as a kind of a I think a cautionary thing just to make sure that he's good. If you're a goaltender and you're having knee issues, that's really bad. So you need to make sure that that shit gets rehabbed properly and that you're not rushing your comeback. So wish him the best of luck. On to suspensions, <laughs> Matt Kachuk. This rat fuck, you know, I, I love the guy. I love the grittiness of this game. I hate playing against him. I hate, I would, I hate playing against all the Kachucks, uh, but he's out two games for a high stick on quick after a puck is frozen. He literally just takes his stick and kind of like pushes it onto Cl- uh, quicks face mask. And obviously quick feels it and, you know, does a little roll. Um, you know, I don't, he wasn't maliciously trying to attack quick he was just trying to be a um fucking asshole (laughs) which i can appreciate um but you know he got the sussy on him two games for a high stick josh anderson suspended two games for boarding petrangelo this is a little bit more of an egregious one petrangelo is bobbling a puck breaking out of his own zone he turns into the boards puck at his feet and Anderson's already in mid-stride trying to clean him out. I do think that Anderson did what he could in the moment to one lay a devastating hit and also not hit this dude, not hit Petrangelo like straight in the numbers. So he, he you see him angle off, but Petrangelo is vulnerable, and now the onus is on the person throwing the hit to hold up on that stuff. So, you know, uh if I mean this is basic day one hockey shit. If you are, uh, if you see numbers, you're supposed to hold up. Like just, that's just how it goes. So that's really all the league news I have that I thought was noteworthy. Uh, chirp me if I, if I messed anything up, but I do have to pay the bills here real quick. NFL Sundays are only getting better. And so are the incredible offers of DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100, a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, and total points. We were talking with uh, Stack Guy Blake. He loves that um, <clears throat> same-game parlay stuff, so I'm, I'm sure you will too. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is my go-to when betting on the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN and place a $5 pregame money line to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Use code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. Let's talk Washington Caps in the Washington wraparound. I'm uh, super excited. <sighs> yeah, you hear that? That's me taking a taking a little sippy sip of bourbon because holy fuck, does this team make me drink? Uh, just real quick, right off the right off the bat, um, looks like John Carlson and Osh are going to be out for an extended period of time. Though I have heard recently that John Carlson is, is at least skating, which is good. But 
of course, you know, Tom Wilson and Backstrom are also skating. We know that the road's still long for them. And, um, you know, we'll get into the other injuries here as they happen. So <clears throat> on the 31st, you know, we're at Carolina. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I was, I was, uh, handing out candy during the first period, but shout out call Polly cupcakes. He texted me and said, the caps are hard to watch. Um, and you know, I guess I've got to agree a little bit. Uh, I think that, you know, you go into Carolina, they're obviously a top team in the Metro. They're, very skilled they're stacked i mean they've got rod the bod brenda moore behind the bench they're definitely making a push for a deep run this year i mean they might fuck around and, and win an actual stanley cup which is crazy but um after trick-or-treating was over i did get to go in so early in the game the caps took a penalty and got scored on stop me if you heard that before uh so ugly first period concluded I mean, there's really not much. We, we basically just got dominated the whole time. Um, only a minute and a half into the second, though, Dylan Strom scores the equalizer. He's been incredibly good for the Washington Capitals this year. Uh, love to see it. <clears throat> so good for him. Uh, the Caps then kill a power play, uh, and then we get our own off a broken stick and then interference by Pesci. Um and then fucking goat Alexander Ovechkin comes in, buries a power play goal. Love to see it. Uh, and then, you know, again, it's just crazy special teams this game. The refs gifted us a power or gifted a power play to the Canes who called Johansson for, for clipping. That was, uh, you know, I get what they were going for, but I think that it was more incidental when Johansson just took the, took the, like the low trajectory there whatever uh with about four minutes left the caps first line fails to clear which results in a svechnikov rebound goal assisted by stastny paul stastny did you guys even know that paul stastny was still in the nhl much less on the carolina hurricanes uh, i didn't um and you know what the canes were officially in never say die mode you know really leading up to that that equalizing goal um the penalties Obviously, we're bad in the first two periods, but the third period started with the Caps getting absolutely peppered for the first two minutes. Um, but it did result in a power play uh, as Ajo tripped Strom. Caps almost immediately scored, and that was a Strom, Gustafson, and Kuzi working magic to set up Kuzi for the one-timer. Um, but the there was an incredible block by by Slavin that saved the game for the Canes. It's like the wildest, the widest net I think I've ever seen in the NHL is crazy um after that game got really exciting tons of chance for the caps they're moving it around they were looking really good um you know kemper took a guy out that was hilarious he's he was having a stand like you know standing on his head as he has been the the whole week it's going to be a reoccurring theme for this episodes and then uh he ended up taking a guy out the refs though washed that call out which is a fucking gift um and said that I forget who even hit um, dove. So got an embellishment penalty in there. So it was a even four on four. Um, weirdly enough, Dowd also later in the period took a diving call as Stastny interfered with him. 
I think that both embellishment calls were soft. I think that it should have just been, you know, give the power plays out. <clears throat> and with uh, two minutes left, Johansson fails to clear the puck, and then it takes a penalty to try to make up for it. Brutal. Um, no goal resultant, so into overtime we go, and the loser point secured. Look, get on the road, getting a loser point here. This is an incredible start to the to the week. All right, you know, we were terrible for uh, like a period and a half, half the game, and we end up coming out with a a loser point, one point secured. Uh, during OT, the LR took like a penalty immediately, but the Caps end up killing it. OT ends. And it goes to a shootout. Brent Burns comes down, buries is the first. It's a nice uh, top shelf on on Kemper. Kuzi does his uh, his triggering to some hockey Twitter and uh, hockey writers. Uh, slow play and buries one short or far side. Uh, Svechnikov then came down and scored on a nice dangle, and then Ovi, Nietzsche, and Strom all got stoned. Caps taken out. And honestly, like I said, huge point. Penalties were an issue, issue, but the D core of this game start. You know, we started to see a little bit of it solidifying. I thought that the D were okay. Um, they were looking like not as lost and a little bit more pep in their step. Uh, but obviously, the penalties were slowed the game down, slogged it uh, in the Canes' favor at some points. And of course, uh, you know, obviously, our special teams were able to cash in a little bit, but we did. Uh, we did take too many, too many penalties. And when you take these type of penalties, you know, it's not just like, Oh, you have to kill, but now those guys who are killing are tired. They have to still do regular five on five minutes. And then your guys who are your, you know, your OVs and your uh, Kuznetsovs who are like the talent guys are getting cold on the bench for a whole two minutes. It's uh, not great. So, <clears throat> you know, Caps should probably clean that up. Uh, spoiler alert, they do not in the rest of the uh, week. Uh, this was the first leg of a back-to-back. Going back home, uh, playing Vegas, power play goal for each team in the first. The Caps were you know, just getting buried in shots early um, until Eichel buried like a short side on the, on the power play. Again, you know, stop me if you've heard it. Uh, power play goal, uh, failed to PK that, and, you know, a poor start, man. It's probably sound like a broken record at this point. Faviari took uh, Riley Smith out on this play or on, on a, a later play. Both of them were going hard into the boards. I think Faviari really just stopped on his dominant foot and got some incidental contact. I don't think he like really pushed Riley Smith too hard, but Riley Smith did get his feet caught up in it and um, smashed hard as fuck into the boards then two Vegas players just out of nowhere jumped him. Uh, and out of that whole chaos, the refs decided that it was just going to be four and four. So just opened up the ice a little bit. Um, also in the first Beck Malenstein sold out completely and blocked like an incredible clap bomb. I mean, just awesome play, really gutsy play. You love to see it from these guys who are battling for a roster spot but unfortunately it did hurt him and he didn't return. So there's injury number one this week, new injury number one. Um, early in the second off face off TVR sends a shot of the net to flex off Vegas, Vegas's white cloud and in that's the second goal of the game. 
that went off a Vegas player and into their own net. The first one was a deflection, I believe, from Johansson. Uh, it's 2-1 caps, though. Hey, we're, we're feeling good. This is great. The Vegas Knights are definitely heavily favored to go deep in the playoffs this year, so love to see it. <clears throat> it's still being third one in the third period. It looks like it looked like the Caps were going to, you know, do a good turtle job. Looks like they were going to, you know, be able to secure a one goal lead with just some some strong defensive play. But Carrier puts one in um, as he was just found really all alone in the high slot. <clears throat> Brutal. And that means a 2-2 tie and overtime for the second time in as many nights as Ovi loses his man and Eichel finds Theodore wide open, perfect pass for the OT win. Um, <clears throat> Beck Malenstein ended up having to have surgery on that finger. Uh, he's out eight to six to eight weeks. This dude has had shit luck in the past two years. He tore an Achilles last year after being a lock, really, to make the roster from the farm. And, you know, it's just like another one bites the dust. It's brutal stuff. Um, Ovi was very mad at the end of the game. Um, I understand why. He, going in overtime, he pushed the puck to Orlov. It was a little bit too far ahead of him. And honestly, not a great pass, like not a great play in general. Um, as Orlov was tech, basically, he passed right into a double team. And Orlov ended up getting, you know, snuffed out at the half boards. Puck comes the other way. The Caps settle it up. Um, Ovi's got his man and then immediately loses Theodore. And Eichel really just does make a, a perfect pass. Um, <clears throat> I don't think I can beat up too much on Ovi here. For that play, it's just kind of like one of those things that happen, man. I mean... Obviously, if you want to look at it and say, like, yeah, we could be better. Yeah, of course you could be better. Ovi could have stuck to him a little bit better. He could have made the right play. He could have dumped it. He could have put it on net. He could have just, you know, I don't know, went one on three and scored. But that didn't happen. Um, Ovi was with Theodore. Uh, that's a mismatch. You know, of course you want to be guarded by Ovechkin if you're going to be trying to score on the other end and you have the puck in your offensive zone. So, all right. Two loser points up to this week or up to this point. So we're looking at a Tuesday um, and things are just, you know, all right. I said we would go, uh, we would, we would lose two. I, so I said we would go two and two. We'd split these games. And on the points sheet, I was like tracking, I was tracking here. Um, and it was great. So I was happy with this two OTLs, man. We've got Detroit and Arizona next. Like, surely we can pull off wins against them, right? <clears throat> I don't need to take another drink. <clears throat> Wrong. Wrong. So, on the third, we're in Detroit. It's a 3-1 loss. Before this game, though, to cope with the Washington Capitals' unfortunate slew of injuries, the uh, management called up Milano, uh, Pilon, Lucas Johansson, all three of those guys, it's a defenseman, two forwards, to help bolster the lineup. Um, so in Detroit, there's no scoring in the fir first, but the the boys, you know, they came out with pace. This is a this is a road game. You got to win it. You know, I'm sure they're feeling, hey, we got to win this. We got to win this. Um, and 
They came out with pace and had some chances. Very good defensive goaltending showing, defensive and goaltending showing in the first here. Um, and overall, I thought the first period was good. They looked like they were buzzing and defense was good. And it was, you know, back and forth uh, with, I believe, the Caps having the slight edge in shots. Like, great. Um, much of the same in the second until OV about halfway through, buried halfway through the period. So he was now that that goal put him even with Gordy Howe for the most of the most goals with a single team um, in Detroit as they're celebrating their 97 cup. I mean, how serendipitous is that? Um, it was also his 400th road goal, which is current and which is two off from the record, which is held by Gretzky at, at 402. So <clears throat> really cool moment there, you know, caps up one. Awesome. But um and it was also fitting that that uh, Gordy Howe's son was in attendance, and the Wings were celebrating. You know, like I said, the ninety seventh Cup anniversary. Uh, Mark did get to meet Ovi, um, and just overall cool kind of like passing of the torch symbolism, I guess you could say here. Um, unfortunately, Lucas Raymond capitalized on a Lars Eller slashing penalty about five minutes later, and it's tied at one. A little bit later, just a few after that. <clears throat> it appeared that the wings were going to take the lead, but um, they were all over the crease and the goal was waved off for goaltender interference. That's actually a, a good call according to whatever weird goaltender interference rules are now in effect. Um, after that though, things got a little crazy. Uh, Ovi took a trip on, on cider. I think that was a little bit soft um, it was kind of a knee to knee. Ovi tries to take the body there and, and, and cider kind of moves out of the way and he catches a knee and falls. Maybe I'm just a Homer, but then um, like Koozie in the same play, like starts mixing up with Lucas Raymond. Um, so then everyone went to the box, Ovi, Koozie, uh, some red wings, but it ended up being a Detroit power play because of the initial hit on cider by Ovi. Um, so the, after this, the momentum was really kind of in the cap's favor and it kind of increased as, as it went on, got into the third, uh, as the caps buried the wings and shots, you know, we're looking at Ville Husso, who I believe was on the market lat, like in this last off season, he was standing tall I think the Wings did a great job, you know, really just collapsing in their own zone and just blocking shots. There were times where we were shooting from the perimeter and like all five guys were in front of the net uh, for the Wings. Um, then, you know, so like everything looks good. Again, we're looking like, okay, um, you know, so it's, it's, it's going to be great. Um, we're going to play hard and, and maybe turtle our way out of this. <clears throat> But then in the third, Andrew Kopp cashes in a hardworking goal. Um, he found a mismatch against Snively in front and just caught this pass. Like just these guys in the NHL in front of the net are so sneaky. And they it's almost like judo, dude. Like they're they're like you lean on them one way and they're like doing spins. And like next thing you know, you're not even facing the play or the puck and they're they're banging one in. I think that that was really kind of what Andrew Kopp did here. Definitely cashed in. Um, and then, uh, and then, you know, 
everything again. So we're like, okay, we're, uh, we're tied, you know, it's okay. Let's just keep drinking. And then, you know, <laughs> Marcus Johansson draws a tripping penalty on, on, um, Rasmussen. We have the late PP and we shit the bed and the, there's an empty netter and we just take the regulation loss. So it was up we they were up two one. <clears throat> uh, I thought we were able to put, put a push on in the third. We, it looked like we were going to really, you know, do something. We were just piling on shots or doing all the right things, hit a hot, really hot goalie and, um, end up getting like all the chances that we could and a power play there at the end. And we still couldn't capitalize. We fucked up the power play and ended up being a empty netter and just a, a regulation loss. So just two back-to-back OTLs up to this point, Detroit regulation loss. That's just kind of like an eye razor. Like, okay, but you can, you know, at this point you're, you're still drinking the Kool-Aid. You're like, yes. Okay. Um, Hey, you know, ran into a hot goalie. We still have two points out of a uh, potential six in the past three games, you know? Okay. And we just played two of the best teams in the league and Detroit was, is just, you know, got one over on us. So, you know, you're making all these excuses. You're doing your mental gymnastics to stay sane. You know, maybe you're self-medicating like me and things are good (laughs) until the fifth versus Arizona. All right, just had to finish my drink for that one. <clears throat> okay. Oof. So this ends up being a 3-2 regulation loss. <clears throat> um, I actually didn't get to watch this game at all. It's probably a good thing. I was in Charlotte, North Carolina, um, doing stuff. But, you know, let's start with the good. Let's start with the good of this game. <clears throat> and there is a lot you know, contrary to some belief, I'm, I'm sure the boys looked absolutely fucking stunning in their reverse retros. Let's, let's be honest here. Okay. Um, I'm definitely buying one now after seeing it. Kemper special call out the gold pads and the Godzilla, uh, helmet throwback to fucking Ole Kolzig friend of the podcast. Love it. Very cool. Um, love the respect, love the graphic, I uh, just awesome shit. And his pads looked amazing. The gold pads with the, with the black mm, chef's kiss. Okay. And that's really kind of where the cool shit ends. Uh, Milano though, he gets his first shot with the caps and everything that I've read that, you know, he really wanted to come out show some fire and he did. He was, uh, he was dogging on the puck and that's what we really want from him. Um, hopefully that translates into him seeing some more time because he is proven NHL talent. I think he's got about a hundred games in the league. Mm, maybe less, maybe, maybe like 60. Um, anyways, he's, he's got more games than some and uh, has shown a lot of promise in the past. Uh, I hope to see him more honestly, because he is a league minimum guy and we could use him. When, Watch so I watched the game recap recap and um the first period of the of the recap wasn't even covered. So I'm guessing it was just kind of uneventful, even though the, the caps did put more shots on, you know, pretty even, if you would. Um chirp me if I'm wrong. Again, I didn't get to see it. Uh 
But in the second, Ovi opened up scoring with power play goal from his office at home. Absolute ripper. Ovi is on fire this week. You love to see it. I think that's three goals this week. Um, that's number 787. He has eclipsed Gordy Howe as the most goals scored of anyone in NHL history for a single franchise. Fucking goat. Um, <clears throat> it wasn't until the third where we saw, you know, and then so like in the second, it's one nothing uh, for the until the third. And then we see Anthony Mantha bury uh, just a bad breakout pass and turnover in front of the zone and net, giving the Caps a two-goal lead. That's It's two-nothing. All right, Caps are back. You know, it's late in the game. It's in the third period. Surely, to quote old baby Bruce Boudreaux, surely we can fucking, you know, go out and fucking do it. All right, if you want it, you just got to fucking want it. Go out and fucking want it, guys, right? So we are... In the third period, a two-goal lead. Everything seems great <clears throat> until Arizona buried uh, just a weird questionable goal in front. It looked like they interfered with Kemper. Um, and of and then, you know, Lavi does the right thing. He thinks it's goaltender, goaltender interference. <laughs> hey, look, goaltender interference is fucking voodoo. But, you know, there's a guy on his knees. Little Connor McMichael there is like just kind of like giving him a couple like jabs. It's not like he's throwing him onto the goalie. And the player on his knee just really just starts pushing Kemper and definitely impeded with his ability to move across the crease. He was also in the crease on one knee. I don't see. I mean, come on. We've seen softer shit get called back, right? Well, the refs in Toronto let it stand, went through in a review, let it stand a second time and the caps have to kill off a penalty. Uh, they didn't bury on it. Uh, you know, they didn't, they didn't concede a goal, but whoa, shitty. Um, soon after they killed the penalty though, there was a Nick Ritchie snipe that would just, I mean, he was found pretty open in the high slot area as the defense and everybody in the zone was really just puck watching and just goes bar down. And the refs immediately wave it off and gameplay continues for like another 45 seconds to a minute until the goal horn sounds or the, the period end horn sounds. And um, they confirm that it went bar just straight down into the net and had just so much backspin on it that it, that it came back out. <clears throat> so, you know, there it is. That's a, that's a two goal lead blown at that point and it's it's 2-2 two, two. um i mean that's shitty but hey we could still retain a loser point we could get it into overtime you know things aren't completely on fire and being hurled towards the sun except for 30 seconds left in the period the yotes came down on a 3 on 2 that resulted in a somewhat soft goal it's it squeaked through for a nick Ritchie easy berry you know our defender had you know, gone down on his knees and was sliding away from the crease. The shot gets on net. Kemper kind of lets it leak through. And um, since our defenseman's on his knees, he has no ability to play the puck and it just gets tapped in by Nick Ritchie. And that's, there's nothing you can do after that. You have 20 seconds to try to score a goal. I mean, I've seen crazy shit like that happen, but not this team. Um, holy shit. What, I mean, what a terrible outcome. 
really two fluky goals resulting in an L. Uh, and then to cap it all off, Dmitry Orlov sustained a lower body injury in the second and did not return. The Caps are officially a fucking ambulance, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so we've got possible Orlov out. We've got JC, Oshi, Backstrom, Tom Wilson, Brown, Beck Malenstein, all out. That is like eight guys that would have been in our starting lineup. Uh, all out. Unreal. Very, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of the positives to come out of this, and there are some, okay? The Caps were, in the Arizona game especially, throughout the game, like, their expected goals was like way over what, um, what the, uh, what the uh, coyotes were putting up. And in Detroit, it looked like, you know, Hey, that's, you know, we, we poured it on in the third, we did everything right. And it just wasn't going our way. So do you hit the panic button now? <laughs> Man, I, I'm such a homer and I'm a little drunk and I'm saying no, you know what? And this is very weird for me because usually Polly would be the optimist here, but he's gone. Obviously I am going to be incredibly optimistic here and say, look, we're doing the right things. We've come through an incredibly tough week, four games this week, including a back-to-back home and away series against two of the top teams in the league. Then you have the two cupcakes that maybe you underestimate a little bit, but at the same time, we outplayed both of these teams each night. And just, you know, you just had a little bit of a bad puck luck and it just wasn't going down. They weren't dropping for you. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I, I'm still optimistic. <laughs> so I said that the Cavs were, we're going to go two and two. Uh, they, they went oh two and two. So again, you know, never been wrong. That's technically two and two. Uh, that is technically right. They did go a certain type of two and two. They just got zero wins. Um, you know, I don't think I ever explicitly said that they were going to go two and two on wins. So, you know, perfect, always right streak. Uh, definitely not ruined. Uh, I will say that next, man, I'm just looking at the fucking schedule right now and it's just, Oh, God, if the Caps make it out of these two months, just like two points, two to six points out of a wild card spot at this point, I will be happy if the Caps and I'm you heard it here first, folks, by the end of by the start of December. If the Caps are six points or less out of a wild card spot, I will consider this a win. Even with all the injuries, like, and, and that's because of all the injuries that we've been seeing, the the way our luck has been going, and just everything. It's just a very black and white statement, if you will. If the Caps come December are less than six six points or less out of a wild card spot, I will consider that a win. Because on Monday, Edmonton at home, eight p.m. Two days later, Pittsburgh at home, 7.30 p.m. You know, I hate to fucking say it. The fucking Pittsburgh Penguins are on like a six-game losing streak. They suck. 
really bad. They can't hold leads either. Um, I, I, and I hate to say it, like if, if it's any team, the Pittsburgh Penguins are going to just kick, you know, if there's any team that the Washington Capitals are going to get kicked at, kicked on by while they're down, it's, it's going to be the Pittsburgh Penguins coming in and reversing that, that winning streak and just like absolutely murdering us at home. So I am hoping, I mean, I hate that I had to put that out in the universe, but I am hoping that it's the other way around the caps reverse their losing streak on Monday or Wednesday and just start dominating from there on out. But wait, it gets better. The 11th and the 13th, it's a home and away series against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So another four-game week on Sunday. Um, Tampa Bay. God, what a meat grinder of a schedule. Who made this? Who did this to us? Whew. Holy smokes. Okay. Caps fans, that's enough doom and gloom. That's enough. Tune in on Thursday. Don't lose faith. I do think that, we, hey, can only go up from here, right, folks? You can only go up from here. Zero wins this week. I'm going to go ahead and say, you know what? Fuck it. They're going to win every single game next week. I've never been wrong. I've never been wrong, folks. So, Book it, book it now. 4-0 come next Monday when we talk. But until then, on Thursday, we have Neil Villapiano, Neil Villapiano coming in to talk about the New Jersey Devils. Guy's a stud. It's going to be a good time. So tune in then. I will see you on Thursday. Until then, Hockey Trail signing off. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at HockeyPodNet on social, and TheHockeyPodcastNetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.